I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after, chapter after, chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers. Michael! All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD The following podcast is a production of The Network Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined, as always, by Jim Clark. What's up, everybody? And we're back. 1981. Trolling right along, my friend. Trolling right along. Last episode was, I was going to say a holiday-themed episode because it was the Valentine's Day thing, but... I don't think they really pushed it as Valentine's Did they? Was it a thing like, hey, go check this out on Valentine's Day? Maybe oh, it is. I, I don't know. I wasn't around in 1980. Holiday. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if maybe like back when you were doing the research for it, you were just like, oh, you know what? They made sure it was one of these things like Halloween is, you know, they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see anything about that. Um, but now we're trolling. We're moving right along with a movie that fits more along the themes of Halloween. I don't know why. If I ever think about this creature, immediately the, the, the holiday of Halloween comes to mind. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. The movie we're talking about, obviously, you guys know what it is. You guys have been listening to our show. You listened last week. You heard us tell tell you what was coming next. This week, we're talking about the howling. What do you see? The howling. Somewhere in the city. In this human jungle, it begins. Just try. He's right there. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. And now, all anyone can do is watch and wait. Tonight I'm going to show you something. Make you believe. The Howling. 
The Howling, dude. <laughs> this is your first time seeing it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw this when I was a kid. Um, I remember seeing it like, do you remember when the cable companies would have those things where you get the free week? Oh, yeah, dude. I used to love right? that shit. And and all of a sudden, like, you turned on your TV and it was like you had HBO and Showtime and Cinemax. And there was this yeah. little scrolling thing saying, call this number if you enjoy what you're watching, right? And mm-hmm. subscribe. And late at night, obviously, these these channels put on movies for adults. And I remember yeah. staying up one night, and I don't know which service it was, but seeing this movie and not getting anything at all about what the hell was happening except that there was werewolves and that it was creepy and scary, but also, like, I had never seen werewolves the way per- they were portrayed on there. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it looked super weird with, like, those big, long, pointy ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember just being a kid and being just completely horrified at what I was looking at. But that was it, dude. Like, I, that's my only memory of it. My only memory is kind of the transformation scene of the werewolf, how they looked. You know, I and I, you would think may, I would remember whether or not I was looking at naked women, right, as a kid watching those <laughs> movies. But I don't remember that. Like, I didn't remember those scenes. So, uh, but that, but watching it. So basically, what I'm saying is, watching it again was almost like a new experience. Good, good, good. I uh, and what an experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was. Uh, you know, I have a. I don't want to say a distaste, but I'm not into werewolf movies or werewolf stories, dude. And that's why I've. And that's one reason why I've never seen this one. Um, but I've just never been a big fan. Yeah, the only one that I've ever really, I always like, I love. It's one of my favorites. Is the old Universal um, Wolfman. Mm, I absolutely love that movie. Yes, it's so good. In which we see clips of it in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Which also, did you stay to the end of the credits, all the way past at the very, very, very end? I can't remember. If you if you watch the credits and and there's like the whole time the camera's just you know focused on that burger, right? And then finally the credits are done. It it starts to fade to black, and then it comes back up, and it's again a scene from Wolfman, and it's when the gypsy woman is telling him, you know, go. And be careful, beware, or something like that. Go and beware as you go, or something. And Cheney grabs this thing and runs out of the room, and then it just oh, I think I black. missed it because because it was just like this. The credits are okay. He's cooking a hamburger, cooking a hamburger, cooking a hamburger. I'm like, okay, okay, movie's done. I, I loved I it. it I, I was just like, this is great. Like, this is amazing that we're just yeah, it's focused different. on this. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, they don't do stuff like that anymore, do you? No, they really nope. don't. Um, okay, so walking out of the theater, bro, what'd you think? Uh, for somebody who's not, like I said, generally interested in werewolf movies, I enjoyed it. It felt like a, it felt like a John Carpenter movie, kind of. Uh, thinking back to the fog, um, I see it, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a few things that caught me that, that I had a little trouble. I don't know if it was, if you'd say, following it or just there were a couple things that happened that I had to go back and and watch the movie like a third time just to. For those specific points, gotcha. Um, just to catch him, and we'll, I'll, I'll I'll mention them in a little bit. But overall, I enjoyed it. it, was, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, all same, around. Same dude. I really did enjoy it. I was like, you know, this is a solid werewolf like story and movie. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed a lot of what we watched. Um, it doesn't age well, and I'm not talking about the look or special effects or anything like that. I'm talking about like dude slapping the woman across the face like when she's <laughs> you know what i mean or even i loved at the beginning, her line there though oh yeah even at the beginning though where she's like um you know she's walking her way through the through the the, the alley 
the alley, the red light district, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the dude just kind of stopped. Now, we know that stuff happens still today. So the dude yeah. kind of stops her and is kind of gross about it, right? But then we cut to the newsroom where we, we realize she's undercover and she's doing this story, right? She's doing this story to meet with this guy. They all start looking at her husband and they're like, that's a brave girl you got there. <laughs> Man, you're like, oh, good job, buddy. Good job for having a brave girl like that. And it's like, wow, you don't really see that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, just kind of like... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't age well. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Um, However, I will say uh, I, I do commend the movie for having, uh, especially in this time period, a, uh, a strong female lead character. Two. Two, right? Like, so we had the lead and the supporting. The oh, reporter yes, yes, that yes. was like digging into everything. Well, three, if you really want She's... to get into it, because you got the, the, the female werewolf character, yes. too. Yes. Uh, it was kind of like that. a badass about... and, and putting the guys in their place. Yeah. You're right. This movie is a very strong female led kind of so movie. So it's kind of like one end is kind of unbalanced, but the other end kind of helps balance it out. Whether that was intentional or not, probably not, but yeah, it did it. It was yeah. good, dude. I did. I really did enjoy it. Um, special effects, I thought there was a lot here with special effects yes. in this movie, dude. Well, and you're going to get that with a werewolf movie, especially yeah. with what they're trying to do here. Which uh, you this didn't one, and then, you hadn't seen before. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. So I believe this movie was one of the first, if not the first, to be begin using the bladder effects. You know, mm-hmm. that, that pumping thing that makes it look like the skull and the hands and everything was just kind of bulging. Um whether they did it good or not, mm, leave it up to the person watching it. There were times where it looked great and it looked amazing and really uncomfortable. And there were times where it looked like like there was just some guy doing this back and forth. And like when you hit this <laughs> one, these two went off. And when you hit the left side, these two went off. So it just kept going bloop, 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 like back, like like perfectly timed like Christmas lights, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, like chill out on that. Somebody's got to tell him to chill <laughs> because now it just looks, it, now it looks ridiculous. Like, like, yeah. like the face is just bubbling, right? Mm-hmm. That might also lend to the fact that this was 40 years ago. True. Um, Very true. Again, I, I really wish that I could have experienced these movies in the theater mm-hmm. uh, to, to appreciate them and see them at that time for what, we, what they were able to do. Yeah. Um, and, and judge yeah. it by that standard than watching it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about the elongating of the snout? That was right. That was cool. Yeah. See, okay. My only complaint about that scene is that I think, personally, it lasted way too fucking long. Yes. I agree. Where I, I, I timed it. It was over two minutes long. And I'm it like, is definitely long. Okay. I get it. Let's let's move it a little bit. Let's move it along a little bit here. Right. It's but definitely I get it was it. it was definitely they were really, really, really wanting to show off what their special oh, yeah. effects guys were putting together for this movie, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, we're talking about werewolf transformations, so you want it to be a spectacle. However, you're right. It's too long. There's you know, less is more, right? Mm-hmm. So give yeah. us pieces of it. Um because there's moments in this where we like all we see is a leg step down and that's it, right? And, the, yeah. and that's all they showed you. And you're like, yeah. okay, you know, it's the, like when the reporters in the dude's house in the woods, right? Um, Eddie, after he's already come back and she's looking through his things, and that's what I'm talking about. Like you see the one leg step down, like so, so you know he's coming. That's all I have to oh, show yeah. you is just that. And then back to her, 
looking and you're thinking to yourself now, oh, fuck, there's a timer now. I saw this leg come down. That means motherfucker's on his way. You better get out. You better hurry well, up. And it yeah, just gets like anxiety that, inducing, you know? Oh, yeah, because when you do that, you're leaving it up to your own imagination and you're letting your own imagination run wild. And yeah. that's that's scarier than, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be scared of instead of what am I supposed to be afraid of? You yeah, know what I mean? And and that's yeah. uh, and and I love when movies do that when they don't when they when they when they take longer to reveal the monster and show me what I'm supposed to be afraid of or if they don't even show it at all. I agree. Yeah, I I gotta tell you something. What I loved about this movie, um, there was a lot of times where, like you said, things went a little too long or things were kind of like, "What's going on?" But then there was times where there was these kind of really slow paced calculated moves and shot like there's this one scene right where she first walks into the the adult videos uh bookstore and it's if you notice it it's one shot from the second she Mm. walks into Mm -hmm. the door it just goes tracking the entire time back and it follows her through through the store through the curtains into the back room and very and it's very kind of uncomfortable because you know she's a woman in this environment so already watching it i was just like oh this is going to well, be you weird. Know, not only is she a woman in this environment, because let's face it, women are sexual beings. Yeah. Some women might like to go to that environment. Yeah. I'm not a woman. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for women. However, right. you know that this particular woman doesn't want to be there, and she's exactly. already on edge. Yes. And we already have these men that are <laughs> leering and 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 yeah and yeah. propositioning her and, and and literally blocking her way. Right. So you have yeah. these kinds of things happening. So as she's walking through this and. and that shot, I think, is done so well, and it happens throughout this film where he, he holds a shot for a while or a certain scene is kind of carrying out a little too long, but it works in that it's, it's, it's making you feel uncomfortable or nervous or, kind of, like I said, anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it works for me, and yeah. that happens a lot through this. Dante has a great like sense of, of how to kind of frame the, the, our, our character while this this kind of like slow progressions happening and you know something's coming you're like you're you're just kind of like oh god come on like can we cut and show me something different because i know there's something coming you know what i mean well yeah he's building that tension and yeah uh, on on a side note let's let's be clear here for anybody who doesn't know uh you said dante you're talking about joe dante not dante alighieri Um, (laughs) yes uh, yes 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 joe dante the director um but yeah he because he builds that tension and you're and you're you're lingering and you're lingering, and you're lingering, and cinema audiences are used to that, okay, shot, 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 cut to a different shot, but you're dragging it out, and it's like really like almost yeah. itchy, you know what I mean? And, and when, when you're able to do that effectively, yeah. Like the first two acts, I feel like he did that with not really showing us the werewolf so much, mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that was done so well, but when it came to that third act, it was like, all right, I'm going to show it to you now, it was like, let me show you everything for yeah. as long as possible for us. And you're just, that's when you're just, like you said, you're kind of like, all right, this is two minutes in. Can we do something else? I get it. And, and the only reason I say that about that, that transformation scene, that it lasted too long, is because as an audience member watching this scene, to me, okay, two and a half minutes for this transition, to me, it looks like it's taking in the film real time, two and a yeah. half minutes for this character to transform, which obviously that's not true because we saw other characters transform quicker than that. Yeah. But then that's leaving me to think, okay, so this woman is literally standing there for two and a half minutes waiting for this thing to transform instead of getting the fuck out of there 
or grabbing a weapon and attacking this thing. She's literally standing there for two and a half minutes watching this. And then waiting to throw whatever that acid is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there is there is that that moment of kind of like, Oof, come on now. Um, yeah, you're 100% right with that. And and then if you want to look at it on the other side, maybe it's a, psych- a psychology thing. Like Because the way they were making it sound was this doctor was making it so that what typically would be a primal instinct, he's trying to control it and make it so that they all can control it and that they can all change at will and do those kinds of things. So maybe, you know, that's what's happening here is this guy is is really taking his time to just, I mean, obliterately, like like literally obliterate this woman's psyche, like fuck her yeah. up so bad by just going super slow with it. You know what I mean? So let me ask you a question, okay? Because this is one of the things I had mentioned. There was a couple yeah. of things that I had to go back and actually really pay attention for. What mm-hmm. was the fucking purpose of them sending this girl to this place to transform her into a werewolf? I couldn't, I couldn't pick it out. Maybe that was just my own blind ig- ignorance, but I couldn't pick it out. I don't. I, 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 I couldn't figure out why they were trying to make this girl into a werewolf and why they brought her here. Um, What was it that know. they were saying? Because it's the colony. It was something about being the colony, and the one guy said something about cattle. Yeah, because it was in the scene where they were all and in the And we used barn. to just go and just feast on them. They should have been our food. And I think the doctor was making it so that they could slowly continue to spread so he was so basically to me it was the doctor himself mm-hmm. that was bringing all his patients here. Like Eddie was one of his patients at some point, yeah. right? Yeah. Like so so that's the so I think again she was just a patient that was coming. It wasn't anything special about her. It was about adding her to the colony now. And everybody kept saying like, "Oh, when at first I fought it, but then, you know, then I, yeah. I went with it and it's the greatest thing. And so did my husband. And, and they're all trying to just tell her like, you, you know, you'll it, it, trust me, you'll be okay if you just go with this. Um, so I think it was more along the lines of the doctor was using his patience to build the colony. And, the uh, what do you call it? The the woman was like, "This is nonsense. Like we should be out there hunting and just taking them down. And if we want to eat, we eat. If not, we change them. Yeah, right? fuck them. Yeah. yeah. So we had that kind of, you know, Professor X and Magneto, the yeah. two <laughs> op- opposing views of how this colony should move forward. Um, but Which, that's how I saw it. I didn't think there was anything kind of like an occult or any kind of specialness about her. It was just that the doctor was using all his patients, really. Yeah, I couldn't figure out like, because to me, that seems like there should be a, I don't know, I felt like there should have been a, a, a more, I don't want to say it, a, a bigger purpose for that. But it just didn't seem that there was one. But yeah. I don't know. Again, maybe I was just ignorant and just didn't catch it. But but uh yeah, let's uh let me also comment on that. The the doctor, um who's the only character in the movie that we don't see as a werewolf but is a werewolf. Right. Did he start did he start to do a slight change at the end? Was his eyes changing or something when he got shot? No, right? I don't believe he was. No. He just started walking toward the dude and then got yeah. shot. Yeah, and then everybody okay. else we at least saw eyes yep. changing. Some teeth, some snouts. Yep. Some full on, they're going to start, you know, halfway transforming. The one time was just the one's dude hands. Remember that yeah. shot from where you saw his hand in the picture and the dude out in the distance there. And all of a sudden the nails just start coming down. That was a sweet shot. Yeah. Like I looked at that and I was like, oh my God, just still frame that. And how awesome that looks with the dude in the background with, with the, the gun, gun. right? Yeah. And the foreground, you just see the back of the hand and the nails sticking down, dude. So nice. It's foreboding. 
That's the thing. This movie, it just kept going. There was a lot of it. I mean, I would say the majority of it has these mo- the has a lot of these moments where it looks gorgeous. There's, mm-hmm. a, I mean, the acting for me was on point in this movie. Oh yeah, I felt I like everybody on top was. I mean, they killed it, right? Yeah. Special effects was a back and forth thing to me, you know. Um, well, let me comment on that real quick. Ready? Yeah. Uh, I think it was, his name was Rick Baker. Left this movie, special yeah. effects. To go do American Werewolf in London. Yes, exactly. So it was kind of like, what the fuck, man? You're going to leave us high and dry? And then you, know? you can see the, how they kind of took what they were doing in, in The Howling. And then what, when have you seen American Werewolf in London? I haven't, but that's that's coming up in like, I think, two weeks yeah. before. So, so when you do see it, dude, when we finally see it, you'll see that they basically they took what they were starting to pioneer there and st- immediately started evolving certain techniques yeah. and certain shots to make it look the way you're going to see it in that film. Um, and then it's going to be interesting because we are since we're going to have, you know, two werewolf films in this this year, uh, how we're going to compare how they look, you know, or three. Who, what's the other three? One? Uh, 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 full Moon High. It's oh. not a serious one, but yes, there's <laughs> yeah, three, yeah, yeah. three werewolf but movies the, in this season. But let's say these two, right? Like it's going to be cool to kind of compare what these two werewolves look like and, and yeah. what we think of, of each of them. But in this one. You know, the special effects to me, there were, like I said, there's a lot of moments where it was amazing, dude, amazing. And some of the stuff yeah. hadn't been done before. And then it was like, okay, now you're showing too much because now it starts to get a little hokey. It starts mm-hmm. to kind of, it's starting to tread that, that fine line that Sam Raimi can is usually perfect at treading, right? Like yeah. he knows how to say this is horrific. And then let me throw some comedy in there because at times this can be kind of very comedic with the way it looks, oh, yeah. right? Well, not even just that, but just the, the, the self awareness of the film of what it is itself with all the different wolf references within the movie. You know what I mean? Dude, this was Kevin Williamson before Kevin Williamson. This was Scream before Scream, man. This was all those references were perfect. Especially when they're sitting there watching what was it, the the two news people are watching the thing, right? And then all of a sudden the the movie and then she gets this phone call and it's about we gotta go take care of these people and you hear on the thing talking about the werewolf and this yeah. thing, you're just like this is so good. I love well, that. And there was the, the the book uh book called Howl on the Desk. Yes. Uh then there was I don't know if uh, you the noticed can, the, the chili cans. Wolf something? Yeah. Did you see yep. that? I noticed it, dude. I thought is that it was a chili cuz I thought it was like dog food. I'm like that's I think great. I think no cuz what all, you know what? Oh, I think it was chili, but they should have done awesome. it dog food because one of the people was eaten from one of the cans. So they should have done it, it dog so food. That would have been even dude. better. It yeah. was so good when I said. But yeah, there is is very self-aware. It's very much like hey, we're doing a werewolf movie and we know it, right? Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that piece. Um I keep saying it goes back and forth because then we get these moments where we have great use of of, of score. There's a mm-hmm. lot of organ, you know, this yeah. kind of really creepy kind of Dracula's Castle style organ that plays and it works and or these kind of tension like strings that happen and that works or maybe a thump and bass line that's real and it works. And then there's times where we get some weird <laughs> music like what? I'm so glad you said this because I was thinking the same thing. What what about when they were coming up uh, when they were going to the colony and what I drive it up what I I can assume is probably PCH yeah. and it yeah. sounds like a fucking seventies porno, dude. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> Where did they get this composer from? But you know what, this guy this guy also did the music for uh, Dress to Kill too. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. But this one, he seemed all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It, was it kinda, didn't feel as uniform as, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, like the, the the one that really got me was when they were tramping through the woods, when they were all going hunting. Uh, oh, yeah, What's his yeah, name? Yeah. Shooting rabbit. It was like this weird kind of like, 
little like marching flute kind of oh it was weird i don't know yeah. it was the weirdest music i was like what is happening but the music at the end it doesn't fit this either but it worked for me i don't know why but that that style music to end it with a view of the of the the patty you know just watching yeah. it cook and that slow kind of just listen to it while the i was like this is awesome i love the way this lens, is ending maybe that lends partly to the fact that 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 shot like that into the credits for so long of just a hamburger cooking on a grill is a little unorthodox. So maybe maybe the fact that the music was a little unorthodox kind of lended to that and it kind of blended together and worked that way. I don't know. Yeah, but I'll yeah, tell you, I, I agree. I love that. I mean, because this is 81, so it looks yeah. like a film from 1981. I love oh, yeah. the, the red title cards, mm-hmm. blaring red. Love that on this. I love the opening, the opening credits. How many mm. times do we see full credits in an opening where there's yeah. nothing happening? You just kind of have this like imagery in the background, right? It has yep. nothing to do with the movie. Well, aside from being like the cable, you know, the yeah, 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 whatever. But still, I mean, dude, immediately watching it, I was like, oh, I just there's something about like the way an 80s film looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially 80s horror. It's just got such a good look. And this is one of them. It, it just tastes so good to watch it. Yeah. And I know oh, I said it, it tastes good to watch it because you literally can taste how awesome it is with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of uh, describing that with my eyes, but yes, it does. Um, absolutely. Uh, what else? What else? What else do I have to say? Uh, cast, going back to the cast. Like I said, I think everybody in this film did a phenomenal job. I didn't have any problem with anybody and their acting. I loved Slim Pickens. Um I, I know yeah. him from uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove, which is kind of cool because Kubrick, I think, originally wanted him to play Dick Holleran. And I think uh, really? I think he was like, no, because he no. knew how Kubrick was with being way over the top with, OK, we're going to do a million takes just to get this one one scene, one shot. Right. So he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to indulge on this one. Good luck. But uh, um, but yeah, him, Dick Miller. Oh, my God. The the, the shop owner. Yeah, I love yeah, Dick dude. Miller and all those little cameos, uh, uh, small soldiers, gremlins. Uh, chopping Mall, which we'll see later on yes, coming up yes, in the 80s. Yes, yes, Can't wait. That, uh, it's one of those kind of, um, what do you call it, guilty pleasures. That is yes. one, like, beam, That's I just love it. I love it so much. <laughs> There's something. I guess you know what it's about, right? Because, like, I talked about how much I love the mall idea, right? And so, again, another horror movie set in a mall. I'm all about it, dude. Yeah. Um, How about D. Wallace, bro? Mm. E.T., the mom from E.T. If you've ever seen E.T., you ever seen E.T.? Don't tell me you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, I've never seen E.T., dude. Holy yes, I've fucking seen E.T. Come on. Okay. Yes, I've seen E.T. Anthony <laughs> just told me today he's never seen it. I'm like, how really? have you not seen that? Like, what's wrong with I'd your have, mom okay. that your mom didn't show you this movie? <laughs> all the times we've all been together and it's times where like Anthony and I, you bring up a movie and we both haven't seen it. And, and there's some pretty big, important films there. Yeah. But for him to have never seen E.T., that's surprising. Very surprising. Yeah. But yeah, Dee Wallace play. I think her portrayal of this character was so good. You know, the, the moments of, of, of terror, I mean, super believable. And dude, how about at the end, right? When she's not reading her thing now and she has to read this, this kind of statement that they make. Mm, she knows mm-hmm. what she's about to do, right? Yes. And then yep. all of a sudden she starts changing and you're just like, holy shit. And the tear... When you see that tear come down, you're mm. like, oh, my God, dude, this is yeah. crazy. Like, wow. Yeah, she had this I didn't very, expect it to go there. On my first watch through, the first 
segment of the movie where she's going to catch this guy. Uh, I, I had a completely different idea of who this character was. Um, and then after that, when they come back to her and it's her and her husband in the bed and, and they're trying to get jiggy with it, but she basically says no. Uh, yeah. It kind of shifted for me that she's not this, um, this, not the strong in your face, I'm going to go out and fuck the world type of attitude as I thought she was. She was more childlike and, 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 and smooth and simple. And it was, that, that was a little weird for me, but then on the second watch, it made I kind of noticed that, well, yeah, yeah, it did. Right? It, it, well, it showed what that kind of, um, what that incident did to her, um, yes. and how it kind of broke her down a little bit. Yes. Um, and, and that was great. The way she played that was great. Um, and and yeah, I love D Wallace, man. We're gonna see her again here. She'll be back. We're gonna oh, yeah, see we her got again. Her on Cujo, Cujo we got her yeah. on Critters. Uh, she's done some work with um, Rob Zombie. She was uh, she played Laurie Strode's yes. mom in the Halloween remake. She was yep. in Three from Hell, uh, Lords of Salem. Um, who she was actually married. She was married to uh, Christopher Stone, the guy who played Bill in this movie. She was married to him at the time. Who's also in Cujo? Really? Yeah. This Didn't is like that. what the second or third film where. Our two lead actors and actresses were married at the time. It's interesting, right? I mean, yeah. I think it still happens today and stuff, but it's oh, yeah, interesting yeah. How, how that's a thing. Well, when you're working with such a small budget and it's like, hey, what can you bring to the table for me besides yourself? Or I'm the director. Hey, here's my wife. I'm going to have her act in here and save myself a hell of a lot of money and headaches. You know what I mean? Exactly. Friends, yeah. family, you get everybody in on it, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Howling for me, watching this again, like I said, it was kind of like the first time, so I, I I loved it. I enjoyed it. It's definitely going to be one that I'm putting on again this Halloween. You yeah. Know what I mean, during my 60 days of horror. Yeah, I'll definitely revisit this one. Like I said, I'm still not, I don't know. Was there something else in there where you were just like, what the hell's going on? No, it's just werewolf. Oh, there was there was one. I didn't catch it at the end. I had to go back. I, like I said, I, I put it on the other day at work and was paying attention to it in, in, in my headphones but uh at the end when bill her husband is in the back seat of the cop car yeah i didn't realize that he was the werewolf who bit her and then she shot him i thought they were getting away oh, yeah. and she just found him in the back of the cop car and i'm like oh what the fuck is this guy doing in the back of the cop car but i i finally <laughs> yeah, yeah, figured yeah. it out where he came from so that's uh, amazing <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome oh man yeah definitely loved it gets my seal of approval i would say yeah, well, um, and, and you know what? There, there's a lot of heavy hitters on this movie, whether they were already heavy hitters or they were turning into it uh, in all aspects of the production of it. The oh, effects artists who've worked on uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, uh, the Star Wars movies, Terminator, Ghostbusters. Um, again, like we said, uh, the composer was did Dress to Kill. He did Carrie. Um, yep. And then just like you know, some of the cameos, Roger Corman made a cameo in the movie. Um, I saw that. He's the dude outside the phone booth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the guy, one of the, um, oh, what the hell was it? One of the guys, uh, one of the art directors had worked on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And there was a couple spots, well, there was one spot in particular that was very evident, and I, I, I didn't know that this guy had been with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre before this, but when um, Terry, the, the, the friend female character, is coming yeah. into... Um, I can't remember their name, but the, the the nymphomaniac werewolf's house. Yeah, and yeah. She's yeah. on the porch, and the bones are hanging there, and she hits it on her head. I that was I was like, man, that's straight out of Texas Chainsaw. 
and it was That's a great good. great callback. But then there was also in um, in the bookstore. I believe it was there was a, a corpse sitting in a chair in the background, and that was a, a corpse uh, that was sitting in the in the attic, I think, in in Texas Chainsaw. That's awesome. But yeah, so Very you've nice. got this this collection of, um, like I said, already heavy hitters and people who've been around in the industry enough at this point to know where we're going and what they got to do at this point to to make an effective horror film. And then when you get all the pieces together, man, they just really it works. It works, and it's yeah. great when it works. What did you think about um, the love scene by the fireside, right? Okay. As we're pulling away, it shows him transforming into the wolf on top of her, but it's obviously animation. Cartoony. But like yeah. hand-drawn animation, <laughs> not like any other kind of animation. I read that was due to uh, budgetary reasons. Oh, yeah, you could definitely tell. But uh, uh, yeah, And then there was the one moment where we saw three of the werewolves towards the end standing hind on hind legs oh and it was yeah stop yeah. motion style mm-hmm. um that looked pretty decent but it was so well, the guy fast who it did doesn't that, give I you think, a chance to stare at it you know i think the guy who did the stop motion work on this also did the stop motion for um evil dead 2 yeah yeah so it definitely that, has that, that makes sense it um, definitely has that look um it, that's a very i feel like stop motion animation in hollywood is a very particular skill set and i don't feel like there's very many people who at least in this time period in the 80s and 90s who did it you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, overall, man. Yeah. Good ride. Got to say, it was a good ride. Uh, oh, you know what? I had another problem with in this film. <laughs> when what's that? When the two friend reporters. Yes. Uh, Terry and uh, Chris, I think his name is. Yes. When Chris. they go to, um, bookstore. No, not the book. So oh. this is long before this. When they go to the apartment of the guy that um, yeah. that D. Wallace's character was going after, and they walk Eddie. into this place, yes, Eddie's apartment, and they're touching everything and moving things around and looking at things, and I'm thinking, you people are contaminating the shit out of this crime scene. You need to back out of there and call the cops. But no, they're going to put their fingerprints on everything and move things around so that they're not in their normal positions. You know, 1981. 1981. Well, yeah. Cuz yeah. let's think about that. 1981, right? We wrote they don't really think about those kinds of things because we've seen Oh, because forensics was countless. Wasn't like yeah, that we've thing, seen yeah. countless countless, you know, real life cases where stuff got botched because people just didn't that wasn't something you paid attention to or thought yeah. about. It was, you know, you were looking for a smoking gun was always the thing, right? So, but that's funny that you say that because that was what that was exactly what I thought too. Watching yeah. it, I'm like <laughs> they're just putting they're just everything screwing it all up yep and then they're like oh maybe we should call the cops i'm like oh now ma- oh now, yeah now yeah. maybe you should yeah, call now the cops. you should call the cops you know somebody give you guys an award you know what that, that typical news media typical news man but they play that well man they, they no they did it like that, yeah. those kind of like we're not going to stop we're not going to let locked doors stop us we're coming in right yep um, which which ends up hurting her later because how there's that scene, dude, when she is going snooping throughout the house. How creepy is it when she's in the one room and you see behind her the door crack open a little bit? Oh, I yeah. Oh, and I was man. like, oh, I was shit. waiting like, for something to happen there. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> yep. get out of there, turn around and run. Yeah, it was good, dude. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of points in this movie that are super awesome and super effective in terms of the scare value. And so it works. It works so well, um, not just for the subject matter as, as being werewolves, uh, for being a, a great horror film. I think that it was done well. It was. Mm-hmm. It, there's so much on this that leaves you going, 
you know, it keeps you nervous, anxious, makes you jump, gets you creeped out. It just, it does what it's supposed to, even the environment, the woods, right? We always talk about how the woods themselves, um, it's creepy, man. It's a creepy thing. And this one is filmed in such a way that like we see such thick silhouettes of these tree trunks with blue lighting Mm -hmm. everywhere. You know what I mean? It just looks and fog, man. Just looks so good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. Alrighty, man. Anything else you have to say on the ho- on the howling before we move it on? Um, I don't believe so. I think. Sweet, uh, oh, sweet. yes. Actually, I do have one last thing. Yeah. There is a remake in development of this movie at wow. Netflix. However, however, I will give it the benefit of the doubt because Andy Muschietti is supposed to be directing. Okay. Who did the the last two It movies? So interesting. We'll see. But I mean, this movie had like I think like seven or eight sequels. Oh yeah, dude. There's a lore. Yeah. There's a lore to this. They've ended up creating a whole mythology to it. The characters, this the the main woman character. I forget her name now. Um, like there's more to her as she continues to kind of Karen. go on with the story, dude. It's yeah. There's a Karen. A whole lot there we more go. A this. Karen. <laughs> the original Karen. <laughs> throwing shade and turning into werewolves. Um, awesome, 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 dude. Yeah, Howling. Perfect. I think perfect one to be uh, here on the list for 1981. The next Absolutely. one I am so excited for, dude. I'm so excited to do this next one. Yeah, this is one we've been like building up to and, and, and talking about here for a while now. And I've been, I've been putting it off watching it because I knew we were going to watch it for the show. So I've been yep. putting it off specifically to watch it for the first time for this show. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so next week we're uh, Shadow People. We're checking out The Burning. The Burning, a big deal for me. Uh, I love the fact that it was filmed around here. It was filmed around Buffalo, New York, and the surrounding mm-hmm. area. Um, it's just, oh, we'll I get into it. And, and come on, bro. Wait until you see a young Jason Alexander in this <laughs> film, bro. It's so... And the other side of it, the last thing I'm going to say about it, it's a camp movie. And I think yeah. I said it before when we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. I love camp movies. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. Just Nightmare on Elm Street. Love, I mean, sorry, uh, Friday the 13th. Um, <laughs> I love camp movies, you know, just like you love your, your small town movies, anything yeah. that takes, you know what I mean? Yep. Throw me in a camp environment and especially as fun as this one is, because this is going to be a co- compare and contrast, dude. We're going to talk about the burning and then while we talk about it, we're going to talk about, let's contrast it and compare it to Friday the 13th. Oh man. Um, yeah. And it's going to get, we're going to get really deep into it. It's going to get I, I already know. I already We know. might have a double episode there. It'll be like a two-hour <laughs> special. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. So let's throw out all the social media. What side do you Absolutely. have? Absolutely. What, what? What, what? <laughs> what do you got? Like, what, what do you oh, got to throw out? Uh, find us on Twitter. We are at uh, O-O-T-S pod on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Out of the Shadows podcast. Um, please comment, engage with us. Uh, I know that people are listening to the show because trust me, I know. Leave a review. Whether yes. you're going to star us or you're going to actually type out a review. Give us positive feedback. Something you don't like about the show, let us know so we can work on it. Think, yes. uh, things we can improve on. If you love the show, let us know because guess what? That's going to feed my ego and my ego can always be bigger. So, um, <laughs> yes, we're on Instagram. What's the Instagram handle? That would be Out of the Shadows Podcast. And we are on Slasher. Same thing, well. Out of the Shadows 
podcast. Check it out. Yeah, definitely interact. Let us know what you guys are thinking. And um, I think what we're going to do too soon here is I think I want to start us a Discord. You know much about Discord? I've heard of it. I don't really. I try to stay away from social media, dude. This is a way for actually interact with them. We can set up ways where like we go live on it and then they come into this room that they have access to because they're part of the shadow people. And then we just they can interact with us based on whatever we're doing in that room for the night. It's like a oh, chat room, cool. but like as it's kind of Instagram live where people can comment on there when you go live. Basically, I don't know if there's video. Maybe there is. I know nothing much about it, oh. except that it's it's pretty cool and that this is a way to do it. And I have somebody that's going to show me a bunch of it. But we might have an out of the shadows discord coming. So keep an eye out and uh, for other opportunities Pending. to interact. Yes. Yes. Um, we also have some merch coming soon. So keep an eye out for that, too. Man, yes. I can't wait to announce that when we have it ready to go. Other than that, I think I'm done. So for Jim Clark, I'm Chris Chavez. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate the support. As always, keep your eye on the shadows.